today. So I know you've been, you're training. So uh, this is, is this your longest ride to date or how long no, and where we're we at? No, just 27. Just a simple 27 miles on the bike. <laughs> it doesn't take very long. Not on a bike, you know, like, yeah, because that's, that's much easier than running 27 miles, but still. Yeah. So what uh, what are you training for specifically? Um, right now I'm, I mean, I have a hundred mile race next June. Okay. And so that drives everything. Nice. So are you live on Twitch or? We're live on both. Okay. Great. Great action, uh, Jackson. Yeah. Uh, I have a hundred mile race next June. So that kind of drives mm -hmm. everything. So I have a triathlon. I have a sprint try October 15th. So like a month out to, from today. Nice. And then I have my first marathon December 10th. Um, that's just the Dallas marathon. Yeah. Uh, and so that'll be 26. And then I'll probably have two or three more events between then and the hundred, but they're just mm -hmm. not scheduled yet. Okay, cool. Um, so I'll probably schedule like a 30 or 40 mile race sometime early next year. I'll probably still do this rent try in March just because I like it. And they're not, they're not hard days. Like at this point, I'm not fast. I'm not winning. Right. So like the cool. guys that are winning that what they're right. doing is hard, but if you is, just, if you just want to finish, yeah, I want to, you just want to finish the total yeah. distance in a sprint try is so much less than what my training runs are now. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm doing two and three hour training and a sprint try. If you're willing to just finish and you don't mind that you've like lost by a million miles, right. they only take like an hour and a half. So my workout this morning was longer than my sprint try will be. So I, I have a friend that does <laughs> Ironmans and like when he does sprint tries, he'll just swap that out for his morning training and he'll still do an evening training. Okay. Because he can't go hard enough without risking injury at that distance to, to make up for it. Like it doesn't help him towards his Ironman. Like there's right. no use in being fast at a 5k for an Ironman. Yeah. Um, that's not, so it's that's just a different muscle. skill set. So the people that are winning, they're jacked and they've got $15,000 bikes and they're, they're almost in an entirely different event than me. Yeah. <laughs> and then there are people in the back who like, this is a major milestone for them. So there's people in the back. I saw a guy who was probably 350 pounds, just walking the 5k. Yeah you know, and just struggle through the bike. And like, that's just a big milestone. I saw somebody doggy paddling in the pool portion. Yeah. Clearly swimming is not their strong suit. Like, yeah. I've so done, I've like a sprint try has, there's like 700 the, uh, people and like, there's very different groups that are participating on the same course. Mm -hmm. There's these like college athletes that are trying to like qualify for these big regional championships. Events. Right. Um, Cause this is a non-qualify event. And then there's, and then there's people that are just there to have fun and there's people that are there as a group. Right. So you may have like a father, son or something like that. Um, so they're just hanging out together, having a good time. So it's really just like, what do you want to get out of it? Right. Uh, and my goal is to not get injured from any of these events. Like that's the first and foremost, because like the marathon, for example, I'm targeting a five hour time. If I wanted to mm -hmm. qualify for Boston in our age group, um, I'd have to be down at like three Oh five or three ten or something. Yeah. And, but if people that run down at that pace, they don't do anything else for like a week or two after. So even if you were in that shape, that marks the end of a journey mm -hmm. as opposed to I'll have to do a training run like one to two days later. Yeah. So like I need to I'm not excited, be dude. shot from that. Cause I have right. to, 
Like you, you have gotta, to get right back at it. You gotta have to re- that recovery's got to like yeah, that's gotta yeah. just be a long day. Yeah, um, my longest like day so far have been nine miles on the runs. Nice. I've done some eights and nines. Yeah. And then my longest rides have been like thirty to thirty-five. Yeah. Um, I find I find out today how much uh, how much weight I've lost officially. So I'm I'm excited for that because I was talking to Brandon because he was like, "Hey, you want to trade for this marathon that y'all are doing?" And I was like, I'm "Not until I'm under two fifty. Because like one of the things that I have to consider is joint health and the just the extra weight that it puts on the joints losing weight is it, it's exponential how much how much pressure that takes off that so i do miss running because like i you know i did sprint tries and you know have marathons and things like that and uh that is on uh that is on the to-do list as, uh, as any of us. i'm so happy I did my for first you, i did my first 10k last spring and then yeah. i did my first half last uh, You've gotten this, back in like, like this, this spring and, so and you look I, healthier like it's so, you know because yeah, like i, I remember first, this I remember, year yeah yeah first 10k early this year Way to go. Then first half in yeah. May. Mm-hmm. And then first marathon in December. So like that's all in one year. And now but, like you see all these the people on YouTube, nice, they're like, though. I've never trained and I'm going to do a marathon. And so like, oh, no. one in three runners experiences an injury annually. Yeah. That is because people try to just jump in too fast. This right. is a two year progression. So there's yeah. all these YouTube videos and all these guides on how to train for a marathon in three months. This is two years of progression. Yes. That is why I'm not getting hurt. That is why I have not been right. hurt. I have not been hurt a single time. Injuries you are can the do absolute it. game changer it, in terms of slowing you down. Like that will that that will kill months of of but if you, you wanted know, to like effort. Weight lift. Nobody would say, "Yeah, you should probably do like three sets of 20 reps. Let's say uh go ahead and just put your body weight on the bar." Like nobody would tell you to do that. Right. And yet that's what people do with running. They're like, "Well, I've never run before, but I walk a lot, you know." to like the grocery store from the car. And so I'm just going to go like run a 5k today and I've never done it before. Right. And then I got hurt out of nowhere. It's like yeah. <laughs> shocker. Yeah. yeah. So, so yes, if you want to avoid injury, there's like general rules of thumb, like never increase your maximum mileage in a run more than 10% per week ever for yeah. any reason. Even if you're starting down at a half mile as the longest you've ever run, then next week you get to go 0.55. And I know that feels very small, but like it's exponential. Mm-hmm. By the time you can do a nine mile ride I, or a nine mile run, I could tack a whole mile on the next week. Yeah. Your total weekly mileage is subject to the same rule. Cannot increase by more than 10% weekly. Mm-hmm. And at first, like 10% feels like it's holding you back. Eventually you're like, I'm not going 10%. Like that's, it's, I don't have time. It sounds hard. Um, so a lot of weeks I'm just trying to maintain what I did last week, but mm-hmm. do it maybe with less walking or do yeah. it feeling better. Um, and a lot of it is as far as like, don't, don't follow pace. Like if right. anything, follow heart rate or follow perceived exertion. Like mm-hmm. how hard is it? How hard does it feel? Because things like temperature, things like, is it raining? Is it windy? Did music. you sleep well? Did you eat you're well? Are there music other while people? You're running, yeah. Those things all impact you. So the idea that you're going to just like, well, I ran an eight minute mile last week, so I should just run an eight minute mile this week. No, 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 no. If it has to be 10, it has to be 10 um, or 14 or 22. Uh, mm-hmm. So a lot of it's just about like just getting out there and doing it. So that's my, I don't know. That's what's been great. It's, it's been a huge transformation. I'm down like 40 pounds at this point. Woo-hoo. Um, And back in sales too. Cause I was like, I remember your, oh, your right. other, your other Chris past Chris, like your skin just was, you know, like, and you, and you oh, know, this. Right. Like you I look about younger health. now than I did. I keep looking younger. Yeah. You're um, doing the Clooney. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. People, just gonna Clooney it up. Worry, like they're like, oh, are you married? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, oh, so you've been married? Like, have you been married like five years yet? And I'm like, 
More than yeah, five years. More. <laughs> yeah. It just gets better and better, man. It's We're like over 10. Line. And they're like, no, you're not old enough to be over 10. It's like, that's a really nice feeling because around when we were married five years, I was being asked like, wow, so you're you're probably gonna be like running this company now that you're in your late 40s. Late 40s, I'm, I'm 28. Like whatever <laughs> age I was when they said that, I was like, this is alarming. Whoa, um, That would flag. be an immense compliment if you weren't off by, you know, 10 or 20 years. Uh, so no, it's, I feel better. So with all this training, what's what's your video game intake uh, look like? We got a lot to talk about. I know last week you streamed a little Starfield. I did uh, stream a little Starfield. Do you, you, we want to start with Starfield? Do we want to yeah. start with Zeppelin? Okay, let's, let's go with Starfield, Starfield then. Starfield has been, for me, an incredible experience. And we've talked about it a little bit. And I never was into Fallout. So like, and that is more of a theme and an aesthetic setting. But you bringing up like, oh, it's like Fallout in space. I'm like, oh, this is interesting because I... I enjoy everything that it's doing and that it's offering. Um, but I like the aesthetics of that. I think that ends up helping me get over that, that gap. I'm not really big into the post-apocalyptic scene, uh, you know, and I love this idea that we've expanded into the stars. You have all these different star systems and uh, it just as so far has been a really fun experience. And there seems to be like, not just more content planned for the game, but with mod support and more, uh, I think this is one of those, at least the, the what I get from it right now is that this is one of those games that's just going to have some staying power until they decide to make a, a sequel to it. But uh, what, what's been your, your impression, uh, you know, beyond that? What do you think? Um, I mean, I think it's fallout, but I liked, I liked the fallout games. Oh, interesting. Uh, so I, I think it's just fallout and that's, and that's honestly because I've played so much like, even Eve Online, which is a pretty limited flight mm -hmm. simulator, um, but like Elite Dangerous, which is a very yeah. good flight simulator. Um, once you've done Elite Dangerous and you've had to take over landing and you've had to scoop fuel and you've had to pick up, you know, wreckage and you've had missions in outer space and, and you've dealt with the combat um, and you have the option to do it in VR if you want. Like Elite Dangerous should be setting the bar. Yeah. Um, of what to aim for because it, it does make it a little closer to like a, a typical flight simulator like an mm. in atmosphere flight simulator which is just more fun yeah um and so i was I, I found the the space portion to be a little bit light uh which means that yeah, it's that's fair most yeah. fun on the ground and when right. it's most fun on the ground it's just fallout like it's fallout yeah. you can loot everything <laughs> uh you've you've got a capacity i like that you kind of have a companion with you they think that's neat um the combat feels like fallout you know i find myself wanting to swap between weapons and um you know when you go to pick skills it feels like none of them are necessary and yet i immediately want all of them yeah oh, man. Uh, it's and like man i desperately skills, want though, all of these well what you happens if you up, don't get any i'm I fine like i'm fine but like, like as like you level up it does so much change how you experience the game like for me i'm like let's go jetpack let's go with some of these options and there's so, there, you're right there are so many skills but the other side of me is the there is no level cap so there is no limit to the amount of skills that you can ultimately you can acquire you can get them all gotta catch them all baby and all. just how like insane that system will be have you gotten to uh have you gotten to the temple yet in the game i'm not i don't want to spoil anything for you okay cool i'm, I'm, just only, I'm only like four hours in and honestly okay. i find oh, myself wanting to like just venture out somewhere. yeah 
Oh yeah. And so like I can see why That's there are how people, I play Skyrim. I can see why there are yeah. people that and just like Skyrim. It's ex I'm playing it exactly like a Skyrim game. Yeah. I mean a Bethesda yeah. game. So right. like the main story is something to kind of guide you, but it's it does a great job in being very D&D like and that if you want to go left, you can just go left. Mm -hmm. And it's something that I think maybe like Final Fantasy 14 it feels like you should probably get back on the main story. Um because there's just not that much to explore. World of Warcraft, they're like little dead end alleys like you could stop and do a little quest line but it will end and then to carry you to the next quest hub you'll have to do the msq again yeah uh, so I, I really like that it so far feels very bethesda in that you could be like i don't really know which one's the main story because i've been over here yeah the like whole time 25 right. hours um <laughs> and that's something that like yeah. people describe about the witcher so like bethesda is not the only company that can do it Right. Um, CD Projekt Red gets a lot of credit for it. So like it's mm. and that's very that's very like RPG. Like I've done one shots out of books for things like D&D and, and similar systems. Um, it's a very different game experience than when you have like a true DM who's prepared a ton of material and you're going to pick 10% of it and it's going to be choose your own adventure. Yeah, um, it's just different. And, and I'm kind of excited to be playing a game that's like that because yeah. I've been playing MMOs and MMOs right. are so you're on the tram going through the theme park. And like every once in a while you peek back behind, you know, the fake mountain and there's just like, like, oh. a garbage truck and a dumpster. Yeah. And you're like, oh, so the park just kind of ends right there. Like there's there's <laughs> there's nothing. And this feels a lot more expansive that it's like, well, what would happen if I went beyond those trees? There'd be more trees. Well, there'd there'd be more trees. there's a right. village. Am yeah. I ever going to oh. have to go to that village? No, not if you don't want to. And there are yeah. people there. Uh, and that's that's super cool. And they got and they got their own problems. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm bummed that that doesn't extend into space because that yeah. felt like something yeah. they were going to do and be a lot closer to um, even No Man's Sky, where like it's fairly flat, but there's there's something to it. I was really hoping for Elite Dangerous. Like yeah. Elite Dangerous is such a gem of a game. Mm. Um, and I was really hoping that we would get a Bethesda take on that because the the shipbuilding system in Elite Dangerous is like a super light version of armor core and like that yeah. that's kind of what it reminds me of and and i like bethesda has a tendency of like letting you break things a lot more so if you put like a skill system on top of that then you'd be looking more like um ftl or something like that now we're getting into like super super obscure games uh <laughs> so <laughs> i don't know if anybody's played ftl like yeah. that's faster <laughs> than light baby navalink um, says uh too bad you can't manually uh fly to the planets and I think essentially like that is, I think, a very valid criticism of the game because I started uh, playing uh, before Starfield launched. I was like, hey, they've, they've added a uh, GeForce Now uh, has added ga a PC Game Pass, which has, guess what? Like No Man's Sky and all of these incredible games. And so being able to step into and just, you know, touch these games that I've just like, do I even want to install it? And that's actually one of the, the No Man's Sky had a terrible launch. It right. got ripped in the press. And it is a beloved game now. So, like, if this game is already beloved, where can it go from here? So, it being on GeForce now opens it up to a lot of people playing it, as it not only is good now, mm -hmm. but it improves. Yeah. Right. And uh, and so overall, like, I can see how that that critique of what Starfield is, because it's like, okay, fly to planet, go to planet, and yes, I spend most of my time running around the planet, which is that Starfield and Skyrim. I'm playing this game very Skyrim esque, where I end up playing hundreds of hours of a game and I never end up 
I'm like, what's the main story? I don't know. I'm just going off in this. And then all of a sudden this happened. I've been, I've been doing this whole Ranger thing. I'm like this space cowboy cop and I'm running around this, you know, the universe <laughs> solving mysteries and, and tracking down these thieves. And it's like, and then one thing leads to another leads to another and it just keeps, but it's written in such a fun way that it's it's like the every finishing of the quest is like this cliffhanger to the next episode that i just want to see what happens next and it's like oh i saved the i saved the farmers from the invading mercenaries but then it turns out and then you're like all right what's going on next and i'm just having this Mandalorian. yeah and it's just like this cool like all right and i'm looking and i keep looking forward to logging in and, and playing the game and and overall having fun and then uh, yeah, and then they added that finally to GeForce Now. And when I say finally, it was what, like six days that it wasn't on since it released. So I was like, I, I know it's coming to GeForce Now. Everybody does. And so I've been just absolutely just having a blast. You brought up another game. So this is all in the same wheelhouse. Cyberpunk 2077 releases its 2.0 update on the 21st for free to all players. And then on the 29th, it drops its first expansion, Phantom Liberty. Like, when it comes to that game as an open world, like, are you are you going to be interested in checking it out as well because of just your experience with Starfield? Is this like reuniting like this single player, you know, RPG can mess with the whole world experience? We've got time till the next yeah. expansion of Final Fantasy. Yeah, we opens, do. <laughs> and like, there's nothing in the point five series. Like, I think point five series is plenty big, and and we'll talk about kind of Zeppelin's feelings and stuff. And I, I don't think they're alone in the space. Um, but it's just a great time to go enjoy other games. And so like, I will tell you, it's hard to want to spend money buying games. Cause I don't own cyberpunk. Oh, we lose them. Where's it me? Oh, well, we'll see here. Um, it looks like I'm still alive. We'll see if Chris comes back. <laughs> ba, 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 ba. Okay. So y'all still hear me, right? <laughs> For those of you who are listening to the audio form of this podcast, uh, Chris just went all of a sudden AFK. Uh, and so we'll see if he's able to get reconnected in uh, back into the call here. Let's see here. <laughs> Newhart says, Chris, no, uh, he got he got cyberpunked. He got cyberpunked. He got yeeted out. Oh, my gosh. That's so freaking hilarious. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, Chris didn't play cyberpunk 2077 and the Internet was like, uh-uh, we're we got we got to drop him. <laughs> really freaking quickly oh my gosh that was that was insane i'm gonna text him just in case oh good he's texting me says you don't have internet and everything else uh hmm, weird yeah yeah you just dropped let's see here it says i don't have internet hmm, weird try and connect um or restart and no rush i'll just entertain you guys <laughs> with my voice here for a little bit. Let's see here. He says that the website is the only one that's saying that. Hey, restart. I wonder if uh, Stream StreamYard is having a problem. Uh, so Chris does not. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have Cyberpunk. Go and fix that right the heck now. So I have I have Cyberpunk. I actually uh, last night started playing a little bit of it, namely because. The 2.0 update drops on the 21st and all the reports from uh, people who have gone on and hands on have played it. They say it absolutely is the update. It changes everything about the game and he's back. So yeah, the internet are just made up a bunch of crap and talked crap about my internet. They're like, your internet's down. 
Try fixing your internet, and I went to every other web page on my hub bar, and they're all like dun, 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 instant what, load. What uh, chat says is that it, once the internet heard that you don't own Cyberpunk 2077, Seriously. it both it threw it threw an error and was like, "You gotta, you can't be online." Streamer bullish, <laughs> man. Oh man, they might be. I don't know. Um, so yeah. Anyway, yeah. So you're saying about Cyberpunk 2077, you haven't purchased it, and then you got heated off the internet. Yeah, and my brother's been playing through it. Like he's on like his third or fourth playthrough, and he talks about it all the time. And um, so it's just hard to want to buy a game when there's so many good things in like Game Pass and um, coming to like free on you know the Epic launcher through Amazon Prime deals uh and i bought on a steam sale and i've never used and so like it's just hard to want to buy things um but yeah I, I i'm excited that other people are enjoying it mm -hmm. i think that's great yeah i'm excited uh, namely because you know while we would always want to champion that they launch a game in a decent state clearly all the way like it's been three years so the 2.0 update is a big update for them that that really and they, they fixed a lot of issues so i've like i've been playing around with the 1.5 update and I, I don't know if it's still 1.5 but whatever the version it is right now in order to be excited and ready to see the the bigger difference when 2.0 drops and it's i'm really happy they, they haven't abandoned the game they've continued to invest in it and i think phantom liberty just like we've seen with 14 2.0 and and more is going to be that like hey the game is ready it is now the thing that you know everybody was hoping that it would be when it launched and then they've also added in like you know mod support and who knows what else is going to be happening as well so uh, i think it's going to be an exciting time but you brought up the good point about zeppelin so we can transition into uh that as a discussion namely because it is a long road into uh into 7.0 it is a uh you know it is a longer road than we've ever seen before and from the point you know 6.5 patch to 7.0 that almost is could be what eight nine ten months away and so that is essentially where like playing starfield or cyberpunk or these other games is a really good opportunity for players who are frustrated like zeppla and like others llama todd actually announced that he's stepping away from the game as well uh and this is a healthy thing this should be a like a, a championed you know action that people take when especially that 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 gap is but did you get a chance to watch the zeppola video her talking I did. about it's, it's like 40 minutes since i watched it while kind of like tidying up around the house so i wasn't like yeah, sitting there taking one. notes so you may have caught some things i didn't but i think that a lot of what she's hitting on are trends i've seen on twitter and things like that i've never done anything so official as people are like are you stepping away it's like it's nothing that official we don't need to sit down and dtr it like it just it's just like a friend that i haven't called as often as i meant to um I just got busy doing other things. It's it's nothing personal. Mm -hmm. um, I, I still think it's a great game, and and I look forward to playing more of it. So I, I really don't, you know, I, I did let my ha house lapse. Mm -hmm. um, so somebody's enjoying my plot now. I just found that like I, I did it by accident. I logged back in. I hadn't been checking my house, so I'd been logging yeah. in, but then I forgot to go to my house, and so. But then as I realized I lost it, I was like, well, now, like honestly, I feel more free to log in exactly when I want. Um, so, so it doesn't bother me, uh, yeah. but my subscription is still active. I'll leave it active. I've got my retainers. It's great. Um, you know, I'm just playing other games, but that's, I don't know why that's, that shouldn't be like news. Uh, however, Zeppel is somebody who in the past has championed, um, I don't need it's to, take this I don't need I to play it every day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. and that she loves that Yoshi P plays it every day. And, and so she 
has always been more on that on that spectrum of like people who just kind of try the game and have always maybe been variety streamers because content creators are the people that do this visibly like yeah. behind that there are millions of people that play the game millions of different ways but we can't see them but among content creators there are people who it was always just a game they tried or just and and then on the other end there are people who like that's what they're known for and when asked about it they're like why do you need to take breaks there's plenty to do and Zeb right. was always leaned a little more that direction and so I think that's why she has to address it she has a very large community especially within the space within the space she has one of the largest most like outspoken she has a huge impact on the game um among english-speaking content creators uh that narrow little like content creation in 14 just isn't the majority like the largest right. community has read it and i think that's like four or five hundred thousand people out of 28 million like it just yeah. we just the game is mostly i think most games are mostly not people that watch content um so I think that's why I start to get frustrated when people like rip at each other in the comments and like somebody's trying to be elitist. If you're taking the time to go out and even seek information on the game, you're already in the top 1% most engaged. Yeah. So when somebody's like, how dare you have a question about how to get better at DPS, you idiot. And it's like the fact <laughs> that they're even asking, asking a question, right. sought out a website already puts them so far. But everybody who's just like, whatever. The engaged camp. I don't know if that's yeah. good or bad, but it does. Um, so you guys have a lot more in common than you're recognizing. And so uh, like, the, community, yeah. I, I think it's really good that she addressed it. Um, she kind of broke it into categories. Mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of it just, it just seems like it's a finale episode. Like it was the finale. Right. And it's really hard to stick the landing. When you look at like How I Met Your Mother, mixed response, Game of Thrones, not as mixed of a response. <laughs> how do you stick landing on an ending? Endwalker was supposed to be the ending. I mean, it's in the name. It was supposed to be the end. How do you stick that landing and at the same time ask people to keep coming back? Mm -hmm. So I think essentially, uh, you know, when it comes down to like her take on the situation, like where this conversation is just something that for me, when I look at just patterns and how everything kind of cycles uh, and Final Fantasy 14 has a very predictable uh, pattern. Uh, this in and of itself is like, I'm not surprised that, you know, she's saying this stuff at this point, because I, I even we even had a podcast with with Chile, I think, back in, you know, Stormblood. And we were talking about for the people who don't want to stop playing, but feel like the game isn't they've done everything, you know, like, where do I go? What do I do? But I don't want to take a break. And, and Pride Izzy brings this up, says it's almost like the producer and the developer of the game said, go take a break between content cycles. Uh, you know, and he said, been saying that since the beginning. And I think essentially what you end up seeing is this, this idea that when you look at the MMO genre, like if you do not bake in the idea that you can take breaks, eventually you're going to hit a breaking point and that break might be a permanent one. And Yoshi P is like, you know what, what if we design the game so that people can step away for any period of time and come back? Yes, there's a veteran cost so that if you're a part of that camp and you just don't step away and you decide to spend six, seven, eight, 10, 13 years uh, and, you know, to, and this is the one and only thing that you truly consume uh, at some point, you're going to be like, yeah, like I've done everything that I've that I've wanted to do. I've tried everything and I've decided that I've liked certain things and I haven't liked certain things and running into that then has that visible side of it where it's like, OK, yeah, this is not this isn't resonating with me anymore. And now I'm confused because how MMOs used to be was they wanted to hold you on. They wanted to keep you 
patch over patch every every single day. They don't want you to step away from the game. But I think we have enough data that literally shows that like that's a very unhealthy practice. And playing other games in, in the long run is great. And it's all about how you invite people back. And 7.0 is going to be a perfect time to invite people back uh, for that story. Right. So um, it's going to be great. I, I think that to hit an end point, there's this idea that that means that like something had to be wrong. You know, like when you get up from a great movie, you may have wanted more, but you're not like the credits were the worst part of that movie. Like you knew the ending was coming. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, the credits aren't as entertaining as the movie and you get up and you leave and you're satisfied. Um, but with an MMO, there isn't really that point. I mean, the credits do literally roll, but then you play and then yeah. there's another patch and then there's another patch and then there's another patch. So for you to change your tune from, I want to play more of this game to, I don't want to play more of this game. You either have to admit something about you changed or that something about the game changed. And either way, it implies that one of those is wrong, right. that like it's the worst or it's bad or and it it doesn't have to be. There's so many other great games out there um, and gaming is meant to just be something that enjoys it. Like my my wife and I have some restaurants we really love. And as I think about it now, there's probably a couple of them we haven't been to in several months just because we're eating other places. It's not because those restaurants did something wrong. It's not because we're saying, you know, passive aggressively that we don't like them. We just haven't been. Yeah. Uh, and that's how 14 is. It's on my computer and I just haven't been logging in. Um, but it was never some official line in the sand. And I, mm -hmm. I think that, you know, somebody that creates as much content as Zeppelin, especially historically is focused on one game as Zeppelin. She's been doing a lot more variety as of late. Yeah. Um, she has to make it clear why it's like, Hey, this is what you're known for. Uh, but anybody else, right. If she had just never become a content creator, had, had just consumed the game. Um, she wouldn't have had to tell anybody. She could have just maybe, a, maybe a guild or maybe a static, uh, but yeah. she could have just, she could have just played other games. It doesn't have to be some like, okay, it's 1129 in the morning. This is it. This is the moment. Click. I have, I have, I have logged out and don't intend to come back. Like it doesn't need to be as big of a deal. Uh, but a lot of what you hit on, like, this is the time in the cycle. The point yeah. four, as soon as you finish the point four patch, it's a really easy time to take a break. You can come back and consume all of point five right as the expansion launches. Right. You can keep an eye on things like Fan Fests. We have another one in October right around the corner. Mm. Um, and so you can do that. And so, you know, she, she hits on kind of the relic. Uh, like, if you want to keep playing, there are things you can do. And so historic, now that we've said, like, it's okay to take breaks, historically, if you want to stick around, the types of content that you would be drawn into are things like the Relic. The mm -hmm. Relic this time around has been much simpler than recent expansions. Right. Uh, and very flat and repetitive compared to previous expansions. The, uh, the, the I'm glad you bring up the Relic, because that's what a lot that she brought up and a lot of people have, have harped on. And I find this a very interesting uh, feedback because a lot of people feel the lack of an exploratory zone uh, is the reason they're feeling the way they're feeling. And so they're putting their feelings on what essentially was not included. We could have made the same. You could, and there are probably people who made the same argument with last expansion, not having a deep dungeon. Like this is the piece of content that I most look forward to. But the thing I found interesting about that is that while I actually do agree, like the exploratory zone, Boja was great. Eureka was great, but the only thing that Eureka did was it pushed me back into Final Fantasy XI because I was like, oh, I like how XI did all, all, all this stuff throughout the entire game as opposed to like in one endgame zone. 
Uh, but beyond that, I was like, these are this is exciting stuff. This is something that I wish we would see more of throughout the whole game. But the the pushback is that there was definitely a big part of the community who didn't like the exploratory zone. And this kind of feels like you're, you know, damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of thing. And, and a choice had to be made. And this time around, it was uh, no exploratory zone as a part of the end game relic grind. But I think, do you feel that beyond, you know, where do you fall on the uh, on the zone uh, inclusion or exclusion you know, theory? And then how do you feel about the overall, like, grind for the relic itself? I, I because do. it's just glamour at the end of the day. So it's... It is, but, like, the old relic systems linger. Um, Pride in chat says that, like, you know, the great thing about this game is they've done a really great job keeping old content as something you can experience mm -hmm. for the first time. If there's something you've never done, you've never intended an in-game marriage, you've never uh, done relics, you've never done, you know, old stuff synced, um, yeah. ultimates, uh, you know, there are a lot of things that, that last, um, and you could have a lot of fun with going and doing these tribe quests, going back and, and yeah, there's all sorts of things you can go explore. If there's something that you enjoy, mm -hmm. um, the restoration stuff, whatever, there's all sorts of things you can dive into. Um, you know, I, I've been learning, I've been learning German. Uh, you guys have been on me for years as I created content full time. You guys have been bugging me every live letter. Chris, why don't you start learning Japanese? Uh, I took two years of German in high school. And mm -hmm. so I already had, you know, um, and I went to Switzerland last year for my first time. Oh, uh, and um, I was really shocked at how many people we were that, not there during like a high tourism season. <laughs> yeah, but it's so I was shocked how many people like, right. they, they speak yeah. like in order, like, German, then French, then like Italian, then maybe English. And so like there were people well, that didn't know any English. Well, um, that, like you like you have to go far out to find somebody who doesn't speak English in Switzerland. Like it's but it's I was I was going far out because I went out. Yeah, to, I went we out did to too. Skiing. We went out into the absolute boonies <laughs> of uh, in Switzerland. Right. And the thing I was going to say that like, I, oh, my gosh, dude, I did, this is a fun conversation that we've never had organically because this is so true. We've both been there as a Texan my natural inclination is to speak Spanglish. So it's like, I've got English and Spanish and it just, you know, iterates. And so I would use Spanish words and I got some really weird looks. And then it was like, it dawned on me. Oh, and then German was the, the next most prolific right. language that was spoken out there. And I was like, well, that makes sense geographically, but I was just like, it's like fish out of water. Six million Americans that speak German like fluently. Yeah. Um, and so it's it's actually a fairly prevalent language, especially here in Texas. I went to Oktoberfest last night. Um, nice. But like I relative to other rare languages, relative to French, relative to Italian, but most of America speaks English, and the second most common language by far is Spanish. And then there is mm -hmm. a huge gap to languages three, four, five, and beyond. Um, so I ended up like really relying on German that I hadn't spoken in well over 10 years. Yeah. Uh, now I could get through it as long as I just kept it really short and to the point. So I could just say like, I'd be a bit, uh, I could manage that. But if they had any follow-up, like I had to really know my order because I needed there to be no questions. Mm. Um, so, <laughs> so hellish beer, uh, like dunkel beer, like I just, let's just get way out in front of it because then when they, and like I'd already done the math on what the price was going to be, or I was paying with my card, mit credit card, mit credit card, and like that's that's where I'm at. Um, it's a lot of like hand gestures, uh, and like I could get through it. I did. I I had no trouble in the little coffee shops and grabbing a drink at the pub by myself. It was great. Yeah. But you guys also bugged me during the live letters about Japanese, so I've also been doing Duolingo for the Japanese alphabet. 
So I've been doing that, um, honestly, like 30 minutes to an hour a day. So when people say like, I'm not playing 14, 14 still on my mind because I'm learning the Japanese alphabet right now. And there's no reason for me to, I have no intention. Like it's just not high enough on my list. I'd love to yeah. go one day, but it's just not mm -hmm. high enough on my list to go to Japan. I'm learning Japanese because like I play a Japanese video game. And so like, even during breaks, it's still something I'm thinking about. Um, and I've been texting back and forth in German with Chris, uh, who has helped me so much over the years. Mm -hmm. uh, and he is a native German speaker. And, yeah. and while we text, we naturally still talk about 14 because it's something mm -hmm. we share in common. So even yeah. though I'm not actively playing a ton right now, he just updated me that he finished like the last of his, uh, I think, 3.0 relics. And he's starting on 2.0 relics. So he's having these huge milestones. There's so, so much to there's, do. There is so much to do, do if so you want to do it. If she right. wanted to do it, there's plenty to do. That doesn't mean she should have to do those things to right. say she wants a break. And that's where I think there's been this disconnect. For people that want things to do, the down cycle between point four and the expansion launch is the perfect time to go back and do all the things you've missed, right? That you felt like, oh, I can't do it right now because I'm too busy consuming current stuff. Mm -hmm. It's also the perfect time to take a break. Yeah. And it is both of those things simultaneously. So as Zeppelin talks about kind of the relics, as Zeppelin talks about like her feeling towards the story and all this. And, and I think there are some people who are really enjoying the game right now and they feel like maybe this is an attack on if she is saying that the game is not in a state that is, is enjoyable. And I don't think she intended this, but there are people that receive that as like, well, I'm enjoying it plenty. Am I doing something wrong? Is she right? Like she's complaining. <sighs> And, I, I and struggle. I struggle different. with when people receive it that way, right? Because it's that somebody expresses an opinion about something that they're experiencing, and they're doing so in an honest way. Like, if you're offended or if you're hurt by that, like I would always then encourage, like, reflect on that, right? Because it's that it's you know because it's not like we're trying to convince you to to the side. It's just trying to explain. Now there's always you know there there's degrees with that right because you could have somebody who's just doing it for nefarious reasons. We've seen content creators really lean into that like we're just gonna pick the the most hyper negative point of view because that's going to get that engagement and I don't care one way or the other. But I don't feel like that's what Zeppelin was doing. No, uh, in this case, I yeah, I, I think being hurt is a valid feeling. So like I'm not saying like if you're hurt, you need well, to reflect. I'm and not trying to your point of view. I'm not trying to discount the the fact that you feel hurt. I'm just saying explore as to why someone's opinion would cause that to have that kind of reaction. It's, she's been a huge source for overwhelmingly positive thought about 14. Mm -hmm. Um, as opposed to uh maybe Zeno, who in the past has always said things like, you know, it's a crap game or whatever, jokingly, but like he's always kind of invited that that criticism element. Um her community, when I spend time in it, like sitting in there kind of lurking and stuff, I find tends to lean a little more towards the positive end. And so yeah. if you who like the game like to have that positive feeling, she's been a source of that. So I think okay. her complaints would hurt more than like Zeno's complaints would hurt. Okay, Zeno's complaints fair. would feel like, yeah. oh, I've seen him criticize right. the game in the past. So like, this is just Zeno being Zeno. Her changing her tune feels like a drastic shift, especially if you're somebody who just engaged with her content sometimes. So you've yeah. not seen this slowly where she, right. like if you're going where she put through, out right. a like, hey, let's talk about some things we'd like to see as far as add-ons. Hey, let's talk about some areas we'd like to see the game improve. Like she's gotten here Right. slowly like you're you're it's going like to, to wet from right. the video where like i play this game every day and don't know why anybody can't right to this like there was a right. whole big, journey yeah and then you only pick up on parts of it it'd be like if you would go like the only thing i could think that i can 
relate to this in a way is like if you were like hey i go to zeppola because she's got the best you know uh like you know strawberry cheesecake or something like that she's it's this dessert it's like something i enjoy consuming at the end of the day and then you go back to that shop at some point and they're like oh no we're we're a sushi place now you're like but i i was coming here for this thing that i was wanting i didn't get the product that i was i was hoping for and you know, I think that I can, I can understand that, you know, that shocking relationship, especially if it's been like, like you go back to you and your, and your wife, go back to from somebody every three months. Like you yeah. think of, Oh, that's somebody I watch, but like, think about how much your life can change over three months. So right. you check in that person four times a year. Uh, so I know this might be shocking to some. Yeah. The, uh, what's interesting is that when it comes down to it, Alex says, uh, it gets worse. She has a huge voice and an army. Those can make, uh, the game change. So the silent us that enjoy the game are forced to play with what she wants to. And that feels unfair. Do you think content creators, and I would establish, I would also extend this to, like you said, the biggest community would be the Reddit community. Uh, do you feel like that level of policing makes it hard to speak up as, uh, as a player and, have have that feedback weighed evenly alongside like you know i guess the like a a large vocal minority of of the of the player base who is a part of that hyper engaged number what do you think i think before i address that i'd want to dig a little deeper on what has changed um like what has really changed like this game has feels right. very slow to change and it's done a lot like graphics updates and it's added systems but like it's always treated kind of its base game as canon and it's been very slow to change canon. There's been some traditions and things that surround canon that change um, in the way something's presented. Uh, this relic feels like a departure from the previous relic, but it's not a departure from all relics. Uh, well, it requires us to do Hildebrand. Previous relics have required us to do content. Well, it uses tomes. Previous contents have used tomes. Like it's, this game recycles a lot. So in what way is it fundamentally changing as a result of anything would be my question first mm -hmm. um, and then dive in a little further about like how is a large a single a singular large community zeppla happy asmongold reddit Zeno, right like just any of the communities that commands um platform relatively large numbers mm -hmm. uh, so on twitch that's anybody that has maybe a thousand or more watching them and on reddit that's anything with a hundred thousand more people uh, on YouTube, that's anything more than, honestly, in the 14 space, let's say 15,000 views a video. It's probably pretty large. Uh, 100,000 subscribers would be another way of looking at that. Um, anybody that's in that size, how has anything they've done drastically changed the game? I, I think like if anybody's maybe had more opportunities to talk with Yoshi P and make mm -hmm. him think about things that maybe he didn't think about on his own, uh, Mr. Happy has probably given more interviews than anybody else. So if we're going to leverage this complaint to anybody, what in the game is in Mr. Happy's image that if Mr. Happy was not somebody who existed, wouldn't have gotten wouldn't be there in there. Right. Um, I, that's just I, an I honest question. Thing. I can't I couldn't name anything. Thing. There's maybe there's some monk changes or something. I, I have, I, I have trouble that pointing at any one though, thing. Or I think um, a numeric problem to solve. Like they have the data, they can see it across the board and then they can leverage the feedback that's coming in and then weigh it against the data. Like, is this, because how something feels doesn't mean it's something that's, that's real. Like, you know, your feelings are real, but that doesn't necessarily impact the reality of it. And so you could be like, this is the, this one skill is what's causing the issue. And we see this time and time again, when people look at, patch numbers and adjustments and they're like they've nerfed it and then 10 minutes later when they go hands-on they're like holy crap this is so powerful or they've you know they they, they fixed it because i was i wasn't thinking of this how this integrated as, as a whole and uh izzy uh puts out says hmm 
I would say that actually Asmin affected us getting Criterion and M+. And I'd push back on that idea as a developer, namely because of that they've communicated that they, you know, they've gotten that feedback for years, for years and years and years. The other side of it was how much time it takes to build something like that. And I think when, like, just having the understanding of how long things take within development makes it to see, like, I feel like we did get that system. I'm glad that they added that system. I didn't, you know, I, I, there are issues that I see people complaining about it. I touched it. And then that's when I decided I was like, yep, my in final fantasy 14, I'll see you guys later. But and the, it was uh, probably developed during COVID. Um, yeah. Like honestly. that was right. Was but probably what, the first yeah. remotely designed ideas. Yeah. Uh, they not, not re implemented, implemented. They did have parts of Shadowbringers that was implemented. Um, during that, but they were following a roadmap that was thought about when people didn't have to think about masks or meeting in person or right. It was the before times. Yeah. But well, and that's the other thing. It's like when I, when I look at it and I put out that video, the problem with Final Fantasy 14 and Walker like months ago, and it's that you have to look at the planning behind all of N Walker happened in COVID. And so Yoshi P coming out at the start of N Walker saying, we're going to spare no expense doesn't mean like I, i'm like no, that's it's important it's, yeah, it's the graphics would, update yeah it, not just the graphics update but everything else that they've been working right. on behind the it's, scenes it's the double dies change it's, yeah oh it's, yeah these are that, these are that double die yeah right. that double die change like when my reaction like yes X, xbox was the what made the news what people were talking about was my xbox announcement but if you go watch that and you go see my reaction to the double die i was like holy crap they're solving right. the, the uh, fundamental problem with the xbox. memory yeah Oh yeah. And I was just like, this is like, this in and of itself is like, I know like I'm not fashion, you know, focused. I, that's never been like the reason why I play these kind of games, but I was like, guys for this, I know a lot of people have been wanting this. I like to, I, this is giving me a lot of hope for the technological behind the scenes and the underpinning of how they've engineered their core game. Meaning that change alone has a lot of velocity attached to it that you won't be able to see today but that doesn't mean 7.0 or 8.0. You're not going to start to see like, holy smokes, they're able to like, you know, really start to turn some of these things around or I'm not having to wait so long for this, you know, this one thought. I think the other thing to keep in mind is Asmin is a personification of a trend. So if that yeah, year and true. a half or so from the WoW migration, the big WoW migration um, caused them to put Criterion higher on the priority list. I don't think Asmin on his own was it. When he asked that question, it was at the media tour, which the media tour is one month before an expansion comes out. So him asking for it, that's just not the timing. Not to mention it had yeah. been asked about in previous media tours time and time again. And yeah. I cannot remember who all is asked. I believe Haps is asked. I would not be shocked if Frosty is asked. I know for a fact that I asked. Uh, and so like, I know he's had, um, and he did note that Criterion seems to be something the Western audience desires more. And so like, you know, I'm speaking of all English speaking content creators, um, but like, I know for a fact I asked it. We only got a handful right. of questions. And I know that I asked that question when sitting at a couch, mm -hmm. I was sitting on a couch across from Yoshi P in San Francisco a month before Shadowbringers dropped. And he talked about it was something that they'd been thinking about <laughs> already. And so like the idea that, so, so like, and that's not to say I'm, his, his response you, was, Izzy. they thought about it already. They thought about it already. It wasn't yeah. like, oh, wow, Chris, that's so insightful. Uh, like it was already, you know, these are the things and this is what it would cost and this is what it would take. And this is why it hasn't been a priority to this point. Yeah. So if anybody did make a priority, it would be the WoW migration as a whole. 
Yeah. Not somebody who hasn't taken the time right. to finish MSQ. What I'm really uh, excited to see like, is with that, like, with 7.0 and the patches after 7.0, I'm really interested to see the velocity and what we end up, what they end up delivering uh, post uh, Dawn Trail launch, because I think that's for me from an, an just an analyst perspective, that's going to give me a lot of insight as to where and if the trajectory of this game is changing or if it's just gonna be like this is what the game is guys like enjoy the story feel free to take a break etc but Adam i done criterion before we move on i don't think he finished the game i don't I think, think he's he just, far enough in the msq to have unlocked no it. and that's and that comes back down to things like, that i'd still like to see like actually island sanctuary at the beginning like it's if there's some things that i'm just like why is this at this end of this arc when it could just be something if like, hey, I just want to play this game for Island Sanctuary, you know, like, but that's, that's, you, you all have heard me critique this, that game and those decisions enough. But what I would like to kind of talk about just briefly is like what I would love to see them start to introduce and uh, second place price says brings up the battle leaves. And one of the things that I'd love to see another take on is battle leaves in the future, because it's this open world piece of content. But I would say battle leaves could be this ever escalating you know kind of mythic plus thing that just happens like you think about adding a boss rush mode where it's like you start off with a battle leave and it's just going to throw some simple enemies at you and then you just keep you know uh fighting and fighting and fighting and it happens in the open world so people can actually then start to like anything that really pushes the open world nature like blue mage one of the things that i really like adored about that is like it puts people in the open world same thing that, that boja and eureka did it's that it's I like that. That's something that for me as the MMO side of the game resonates with so much more. And so anything that they would do in that case, would be something absolutely thrilling. But uh, any other thoughts on the, on Zeppelin or anything we talked about here? Uh, you mentioned Island Sanctuary. Uh, yeah, so yeah, bring you up. mentioned Island Sanctuary, if I remember correctly. Um, I, I think expectations for that content when they showed the watercolor and we immediately thought it was going to be the end of the world. I think it's a lot bigger than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so my response is largely positive and they said they would update it regularly, but I've been surprised at how fast and large those updates have been. Um, and so it does seem like something they'll support moving forward. What it makes me desire is like already I wanted a way to do maybe triple triad on an app um, to be able to manage my retainers from an app. Uh, and like there's problems with that. The WoW app has already kind of let me kind of see what happens when I feel like I have to maintain my ventures we'll call them uh from an app but like i will tell you that like the island sanctuary stuff feels like something that it's meant to be enjoyed like on a switch like it feels like something that makes me want the game in more places um so i agree my response story is like i'm I'm glad people like it uh Mm -hmm. i don't know that it's been something like i think people have both gone way too deep into it and at the same time, there are people who expected even more that have been disappointed by it. So yeah. I don't know if it's something you had talked about. Maybe before you ended up deciding to take a break, you talked about maybe that would be something you'd explore with with uh, with your daughter or something like that. So I don't know if you ever oh, yeah. engaged with it a lot. No, no, we like we didn't, uh, you know, and she's still too, you know, like she, she's not yet into like, hey, let's play this game together. We're still doing Mario and we're doing sure. Smash Brothers. And so we're having a blast over in that area. But if like, like I said, like if the kids are like, hey, dad, I want to play Final Fantasy 14, like it's an instant resubscribe at that point. It's like, hell yeah, let's go sit down and and go run some dungeons and, and stuff and teach you kind of the ropes. But that is there is a trailing thing, you know, thing that Maddie's nine now. So, you know, here probably in a couple years that she'll be a little bit more interested in doing something like that, which could be a lot of fun. She's made a character with me and I've, you know, we've played it together and she just likes running around and jumping. And then that was pretty like 
it's all yeah. roblox yeah oh yeah age. it's all roblox yeah I'm, deb- I'm, I'm debating it's minecraft Zelda. like i i want you know i want to step into that and then <laughs> so it's like ooh, there's just so many really good games and so it's been it's been fun uh, to because uh, we got Mario Wonder, you know, coming on the, on October twentieth, and that's literally what the family game night is that day. Like, we're guys, uh, you better get your homework done because Super Mario Wonder launches on the twentieth of October, and that is what we'll be playing uh, until we, you know, for a that's gonna be a late night. It's gonna be a late night for the kids. We'll see, you know, hopefully they don't we don't have too much going on the the following day. The um, let's pivot though a little bit because we talked a little bit about open world, etc. And the final thing I'd like to kind of talk with you about is the New World expansion. Uh, it just dropped on the PTR. And so yeah. I thought I'd kind of, you know, give you guys my impressions about that and answer any questions that, that Chris has uh, based off of it. So as a TLDR, if you haven't been following the New World development in and of itself, uh, the expansion drops October the 3rd. Uh, I think 6.5 should be dropping, you know, sometime later in October. So there is a little bit of a gap there. So if you're generally curious, it is a paid expansion. It introduces the new weapon, the flail, which has a cleric kind of uh, kind of nature to it. So you can pair it up with tanks or you can have it as your uh, other weapon as a healer. And honestly, I think they really knocked this one out of the park. The animations, the play style, it feels really good. They also completely overhauled the musket. It is no longer hit scan. It is projectile based. And they've added in a bunch of, you know, changes to it. So it feels way better, you know. And so I think that's going to be something interesting to see. Um, the uh, They've added actually a lot of the feedback that I've been having in the game, uh, just in little subtle quality of life things. They they don't have the thing that I've been av- advocating for you, though. Uh, they added in for the season pass and everything, like, as a part of, like, the things that you can do. You can track that now, like a quest. So you can say, yep, this is what I want to see tracked. And that in and of itself is a game changer. And then I just go bring this to the achievements. Let me go ahead and pin an achievement that I want to track as a quest. So that way I can see my progress as I'm working towards it. But uh, overall, the game, uh, you know, has just uh, like the new zone is breathtaking. Uh, It's just incredible to see how the team has gotten better and better with the open world. And uh, the new models and the new enemy, you know, AI seems pretty intimidating, which will be kind of fun to see. But they did also go in and take that base level expedition and turn that into the what they call the story mode difficulty so now normal should be very well clearable and then they've taken the 10 levels of uh, the mutations and turned it into three difficulties normal hard and are you nuts you know so it's like Great. that is that's how they've kind of simplified that and that's actually one of the things that i want to go hands-on with that was something you. that really frustrated me. The idea right. that uh, there was not a base clearable version and that failure should be the accepted learning mode so, yeah. is just not how MMOs are built. Um, not today. <laughs> right. And so like, there are games yeah. like RimWorld or Dwarf Fortress where a failure is baked into the formula. But MMORPGs now, like there is a base learning mode and the base learning mode is not supposed to feel like a bunch to the face. Like you're supposed to... Uh, and as soon as it's boring, that's when you move to something that pushes back a little more. Yeah. And so for anybody like on the fence overall, like or like, you know, we were just talking about how it's important to take breaks, but you're looking for that MMO and that more social nature. Uh, New World, if you've already purchased it, you could just there's no subscription. You can just download it and see all the updates for free. They're on their season two, which season two, I think, delivered a lot of really good things. But I tell you hands down October 3rd is assuming that there's no delay. Uh, This is the new world dev. So they've gotten consistent over the last six months, but they're still like, I know that they've said that certain things launch on a certain day and that day has come and gone and, you know, it didn't happen, but I think essentially don't commit to a day. 
Right. Don't commit to a day if you can't. Season already feels like month is way too strict. Don't do day. <laughs> don't do week. Don't do month. Right. Because then the slide from the 29th to the first makes you an idiot. Season yeah. is already like an accepted norm. And that gives you like, like, are we following Farmer's Almanac? Are we following like how it feels outside? Um, today, this week's the first week of what feels like fall here in, yeah. in Texas. Oh, dude, today's great. So before this podcast, uh, like I walked with the kids to the park it's cold and when I started my ride. Yeah, I bet it, it was. And I love it. I, this is, this is the best time. Like you bring up Oktoberfest is like, yeah, if I, if I was on sugar and alcohol, like I love, you know, but here, when I, here in three years, man, I'm going to hit Oktoberfest and it's going to be great. You're going to just find me sitting out in a nice, cool Texas day with a big old oversized, uh, beer. <laughs> and that's going to be what I do here in three years time. But the uh, one thing I was going to I was going to point out is that, um, you know, the the lack of controller support and we know that it's on the way, but it's not making it in time for the expansion. And Lucas brings us up just waiting for a console port for this game. There's still things that are on like the roadmap that they haven't communicated with us, namely that we know controller support's coming. We know the engines being updated because Lord of the Rings, which is the same team and the same engine is going to be on consoles. They've already announced that as well. So I would venture to bet like it's not Rise of the Angry Earth, but I do wonder if this time next year we're talking about the game coming to Xbox and PlayStation 5 um, because it just seems to make the, be the natural evolution for the MMO to be on a console. I don't what do you think? think you do it during an expansion anyway. I think you do it during oh, yeah, a yeah, final off. patch prior to an expansion. Okay. Um, that way, that people way you don't feel have, that like rush, they have rush. time to come in and get in, right? And so yeah. like that that four to six months out, um, that's kind of the ideal time to release mm -hmm. to a new platform because that gives people the chance to catch up. Yeah. Are also going to be people who don't hear about your game until the expansion, so it gives you a chance to test on a much smaller. Oh, that's smart. People. Well, and so then your point is, is that launches, you can right. your marketing kicks in, and when people download it, it doesn't have as many issues. The uh, you know, and so it's like, and and it's a good point because. We know with the controller support, they can get that. They can make sure that everything's working right. And then you can you can kind of stage that. And that essentially seems to be that. And one of the things that makes me excited is that all the things they've kind of announced for their next MMO, uh, you know, are all being inserted into, into New World. So the game overall just continues to uh, improve and get better. Now, what will be interesting to see is that this update this expansion is labeled an expansion it's a paid expansion but all in all content size if you think about it in terms of that it feels just like it was with brimstone and i would think that what we're probably looking at and we won't we'll, we'll be able to understand more here in the next like six you know six to eight months but we'll probably end up seeing that new world is going to be rolling out a paid expansion once a year kind of the destiny model and then you have the seasonal model within it to continue just to maintain for those who are actively wanting to to play and experience the game but the um are you uh you know when uh when the expansion drops whether you decide to purchase it or not uh we're gonna have to log back in together and and run uh and run some expeditions and see if we're able to get those clears because i'd love to see your sure. view because it's like this is something that chris brought up and then has changed and uh, overall I, mean, I got to where i could clear them so it wasn't like i just took it and quit but i understood right. why some people would oh yeah i'm willing to push through the suck to Pain. enjoy a game there are people that think the game shouldn't have that and that's a very valid view um and the idea that i would enjoy playing the game with those people but now i can't because there's a needless speed bump just yeah. remove the bump you know i have friends that i would love to enjoy final fantasy with but they will not come back and clear that much story to get caught up and as a result i can't play the game with them and that's worse like that's a net loss and there's yeah. sometimes this like 
well, if they're not willing to overcome story, then they shouldn't be allowed to raid with you. Like that, that, that just, I, I can barely say the sentence without already smiling at just how like silly it sounds to me. Like, yeah. like I just want to PVP and raid with my brothers and that's all they want yeah. to do. And the idea that they have to push through, not the current story, not the story yeah. that was tied to that content, but all story prior to that content. Um, it's just preposterous. Yeah. Uh, it's just <laughs> silly. Uh, so I, I don't know. I, I think that like gating things and, and the idea that expeditions in new world was so heavily gated. And that if you went in and you couldn't clear it on the normal, like, and it was really hard to find groups because people mm. don't like failing. Yeah. Um, and it just made getting up your, it's not called your light level, your gypsum, your, you know, getting your power level up was really hard. And it, and best case, it's like, well, you should be logging in and getting your like free one from this and that it's like, okay, so best case, this is, a free to play game that I need to log in every day to get my free thing. Like, yeah, that's not good. Like, Oh, well, I play this game because I can check the box once a day. Okay. Well then why not just download a game on your phone? Like why even sit down at your computer? If you're just trying to tick endorphin boxes, um, just farm, fill it up. All right, guys, we got one final comment. Byron Morse here says, good afternoon, everyone. I'm excited to play Final Fantasy 14 online as a new player when it comes to the Xbox series here any good tips on a class with a mix of magic of in the combat uh chris my my tip my uh, ma uh a class with a little bit of magic a little bit of melee would be red mage uh do you have a uh another option so you can't start as a red mage um right. and so when you start out i would just pick whichever one sounds the coolest because the thing about 14 is you're gonna have to clear a ton of story yeah. um, and as you do they're gonna feed you way more experience than you need and it's a game where you can actually have all of the classes leveled on a single character and you can swap seamlessly at any time. If you want to level a character that you a class that you only have at level 10, but your friends want to wait for a dungeon that's level 50, you guys can queue for that dungeon. And while you have a little bit of time to wait, you can switch to the lower level class and go kill monsters out in the open world. And when the dungeon pops, you can swap. Um, so what's nice is I, I think 14, in my opinion, is a game that's a lot less about like, which class should I play? Because it doesn't feel like Diablo four, where I put a hundred hours in and then realize I should have played a different class. Um, or like world of Warcraft, where I put thousand hours in only to realize I should have played a different class. Um, it, it, it's very, very, very flexible in that way because it's not going to impact you as heavily. Uh, and so if you just want to play magic, uh, you can start out as a thaumaturge. That'll become a black mage a little later. Um, and that's that's all magic all the time. You could be a summoner, uh, and that'll give you that'll actually help you level up into both a healer and a, a DPS class. Yeah, summoner would be a really good choice. Uh, that's a really great start. But if you decide later that that's not enough for you, like Brian pointed out, red mage. Later, you can always hop on the red mage train. Yeah, once um, you it's very, a certain part of the story and level fifty. So like as you get that, you unlock it, and then it starts at level fifty. So you don't it's end up losing progress. Yeah. It's a major with a sword. It's got some in. You, you jump in, do some melee, and then you you flip on back and uh, keep casting some big stuff. So I've actually really enjoyed uh, all the casters that they have, and that's where it's going to be neat to see as there's a new caster on the way in the uh, in the new year. So we'll have to wait and see what that ultimately ends up being. I'm uh, I'm in the pictomancer kind of camp for the time being, unless we'll see. But I, it's still my heart wants time age, no matter what. But uh, it is going to be what it is in this case. So, Chris, uh, what you got? Because Friday is your content creation day. What are your plans for the rest of the day? Are you going to? Um, I'm going to play some Starfield right now. Mm -hmm. um, but anybody that wants to stay and talk about 14, of course, is welcome. While I while I push into Space World, 
Um, and then I'm, I'm working on a video. I'm trying to get back to pushing out videos regularly. The goal is to start moving back to eight to 10 hours of content creation a week. Um, so I've kind of been out of it for about 60 days. Um, and the goal is to start pushing back in and, uh, I'm looking forward to it and start scaling back up so that we can start answering questions like Byron's and all that. As we prepare for the expansion, keep in mind, uh, we will have a lot of 14 content to look forward to as far as fan fest and all of that, as we get into the month of October. Um, so it should just be all good news from here on out. Yeah, absolutely. Guys, thanks so much for joining us. If you're part of the live, if you're listening also in the MP3 version of the podcast, thank you so much for being there. Hopefully you guys enjoyed and hopefully we will see you in the next one, but I'm going to hit end stream. And I put the link in chat for anybody who wants to go and uh, hang out with Chris while he plays space game. So it's just going to wave itself out.